Well, hello there. Hi. Long time no talk. Welcome to season two of Life with Lisa Williams. On today's show, our executive producer has some very, very good news that he got just a few minutes ago, and so he's going to share that with us. And there's a brave woman on today's show. It takes a lot of courage to share something that you've kept deep inside for almost three decades, but because of some things that happened over the past few months, she is going to share her story with you. So I hope you can stay with us until the end of the show. Um, here we go. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. <laughs> is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is, this, this is, this is life. life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Oh my goodness, I've missed hearing that intro. I've missed that. I love it so much. Created by Alan Hurley at the Audio Suite. I really appreciate all those little clips that remind me I've been in radio since oh, 1990. Just fun to hear all those little clips. Hey, hi, hello. It's so nice to talk to you again. Uh, so much has happened in our lives since the last time um, we met like this uh, back at the end of July. I mean, it's been a busy August for many of us. Uh, Some of us have gotten our kids back into school, which is no small feat. Things happening personally, things happening nationally. It's just been, it's just been quite a month. Hopefully there's been more good than than suffering for you in the month of August. I'm just so glad that we're able to connect in this way. I'm really thankful. Hey, if you uh, were one of the people who helped financially launch the show, one of the Kickstarters, the t-shirts and the hoodies are in their envelopes and they are sealed and they're in the back of my car. And my goal is that before the post office closes this very day, They're going in the mail. You've probably completely lost faith in me. I have too, but because of God's grace, they are in my car. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm so slow, you know, and so, yeah, that's getting done. And and the rest of the Kickstarter rewards will hopefully be done before I die. That's my goal now. (laughs) I've kind of lowered the bar (laughs) on setting goals of when I'm going to get those rewards done. Now it's just before the end. And so... um, you know, I just appreciate your patience with me. You know, I've pushed myself really hard over the summer. And that's why I took August to recover. Uh, I started with a trip to Wyoming with a close friend of mine. And we just took a retreat, really, to be still and to know that he's God. And it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. 
and then after that went down to Louisiana. And in these journeys uh, to Wyoming and also to California and to Louisiana, I had the opportunity to hear from people who have been listening to the show. And it was very affirming to me. And I can't even tell you how it made me feel. Like when I was with my sister-in-law, Teresa, who was married to my brother, Rick, who passed away in 2014. And she told me how she listens to this show after work every day. And so she's a widow and she's alone. And she says while she's cooking, she she listens in the evenings. And I can't even tell you how much that meant to me. And I said, well, what do you think of the show? And she says, it makes me think. And that's like the ultimate compliment and the ultimate joy that I could be a part of her life. Or standing with one of my nieces who told me about a very difficult season that she's been living through. And she told me how she'll listen to the show and how something that Dwight Bain said gave her the strength to face every day. And I'm thinking, what? God, how super blessed. I mean, I don't even have the word, like ultra blessed am I that people who I love, but I don't get to be a part of their lives, somehow I'm getting to be a part of their lives. And the things that God's doing in my life and has done in my life and the grace he's shown me and the friends that I have that are able to communicate that on such a, a wonderful level, I just thank you, God. Thank you, God. And, and the best is yet to come. Here we go with season two. And I just know in my heart that God is going to open up some conversations between us that's going to give us insight that people are going to get set free and people are going to have deeper understanding. And I'm going to be at the top of that list. And I'm just excited. I mean, for me, season one was a big time of untangling. And um, I'm just thankful for it. And so one of the reasons that there is a show is because of a young man named Paul Goldsmith, um, who is always encouraging to me. And so he's the executive producer. He doesn't get paid or anything, but it's just a title I gave him because getting a title made him happy, you know, and we, we do what we can. <laughs> and so he has a real job, actually. He's the director of marketing for Cure International, and they help bring healing to children all around the world. Um, and Paul actually has some good news for us. And so uh, first, tell us, what is it like to be the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams, Paul? Can we not use my real name? <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, if I'd known, it's too late. Well, no, what is there to say? It's a, it's a great show, and I'm happy to, to help. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> no, Lisa, the question is, what do you do? Sorry, I'm just I'm just amusing myself with questions. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just here to help, you know, inspire, motivate the host. Paul has been a good friend of mine since I worked at K-Love and has since I left K-Love been encouraging me to create a show like this for 3 years. Whenever I'd talk to him on yeah. the phone, he would say, "When are you going to start this show? When are you going to start a show?" And so, um, yeah, Paul and Marianne, his wife, are my very good friends and were very instrumental in um, encouraging me to start the show. So, so uh, season one is done. So you're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag you're welcome is a frequent text from Paul. Um, so season one is done and season two is starting. And how do you feel about the whole season thing? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> this is not House of Cards. You're not on Netflix. <laughs> you don't get to do seasons. 
Either you're doing a show today or you're so not. So Paul and I have a disagreement about the season thing because creative differences. <laughs> I decided to take a break and start season two, and he's let me know many times that this will this will be the only season. There'll be a short season one, and then he wants season two to go on for years with no break. So we'll find out. Right. That 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 grueling schedule of working twenty <laughs> minutes a day it really took it all you, you had. You have no idea, Paul. You have no idea how taxing it is. So one of the reasons I wanted Paul on today's show, the first show of season two, um, was not only so you could hear his voice and I could introduce him as really um, the the reason there's a show. I mean, God has just used Paul to motivate me to do this. Otherwise, I just wouldn't be doing it. So uh, I wanted you to hear his voice and hear his sarcasm and all that stuff. Uh, but I also wanted you to, um, I wanted Paul, I wanted you to tell, um, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. Well, we literally just got word like five minutes ago that a ministry near and dear to your heart called India yep. Partners has decided to come alongside and be the uh, exclusive sponsor of Life with Lisa Yay! Williams. They want to get behind and support the show. Yay! I'm so excited. Um, I had a, a really rare privilege over the past few years to represent India Partners at different radio stations around America just to heighten awareness about the safe houses that they have. Um, on the outskirts of Mumbai, India, um, where they rescue children who are born in the brothels. And when I would represent them and pour out my heart on their behalf on radio, they became a part of my heart. Um, and so when I've been praying about who could be the sponsor and, and who's the right fit and who would I feel passionately about, it just seemed to me that it would be India Partners and it seemed to India Partners the same thing. So awesome. Thank you, Paul, for for working all that out. Well, as you know, I my day job, I work for a, a ministry uh, that serves children and have a heart for that as well. And and really excited that uh, India Partners is getting behind the show and so that really you can introduce more people to the important work they do. And they just ask that you send people over to their Facebook page, like the India Partners page on Facebook and more to come as the season two rolls on. Yeah, it just does my heart good to think about all of us knowing more about India Partners and helping them if we can. I just feel like it's the heartbeat of Jesus to rescue precious children and get them to safety in such a a, a dark area. And so I'm just very, very, very thankful. Very thankful. So if you are a Facebook person, if you don't mind liking their page today, that would be awesome. India Partners is what you look for. So there is a woman named Melanie Moritzky, and you're about to hear her story. And we were friends at church. I mean, we knew each other. We weren't close friends. But then I heard parts of her story, and I read something that Julie Thomas uh, shared about her at Women Who Believe, and I thought, we have got to have coffee. I have got to find out what's going on. And so then Melanie and I became closer and she began working with the show, helping to book guests. And so I've asked Melanie to tell you a part of her story today. So you started your show in May. Right. And that was, I, I had known at the beginning of May that the job that I was working was, was going to be ending by the end of the month. Um, I was waiting for new opportunities at that particular company and they weren't coming and they weren't coming. And there was one show in particular, and I can't remember, I honestly can't remember which one it was, but it was one that was talking about waiting, just waiting on the Lord. Was it the show with Eric Allen, or do you remember? If I were to go back and... and Embracing and, the quiet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. Um, and I just, 
I just, I started doing that. I mean, I just started, I was offered positions, but they weren't, you know, I just didn't feel like it was where I was supposed to be. So I just, I, I let myself get laid off. And talk about the fact that you were a single mom for so long. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've, I had worked at that company for a very long time because I've been a single mom for almost 12 years now. Almost 12 years I've been a single parent. Uh, two of my kids are out of the house now. My youngest is a junior in high school. And I've, I did what I always did what I had to do. I've always worked. I've always worked whether I enjoyed the job or not. And I hadn't enjoyed my, my job for quite a few years, but I, I, I needed the income. I was, I was stuck in that. I had to hold on to that because I needed the income for my kids, you know, and I had to let go of that because I was, I was staying focused on holding on to this job for dear life instead of trusting that God would bring me something different, something that he had, that, that he wanted me to do something that used the gifts that he's given me. So I stopped working. (laughs) (laughs) And if she ends up homeless, we blame Eric Allen. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's all your fault. (laughs) No, because I felt an incredibly high amount of interesting pressure when I was hearing Mel's story because I thought, the show is really affecting her life. Wow, God, you know, like she's listening and we we were all in the beginning of uh, season one. Just so many messages were coming through about waiting on God and embracing the quiet and seeking his face and not rushing to the next thing because you have to fix it and I have to fix my own life and I have to fix this. And I was taking it to heart and so many were taking it to heart. And I was watching Melanie's life as she lost her job and then didn't just take anything that came along. She's like, well, I'm going to wait because... Because her giftings are more in the arts, in theater and acting. And that's why she came alongside me for a couple of months and started booking guests because, you know, she wanted to be close to this. And I I really felt God was leading me to, you know, for us to partner up. And so she's been helping me. And so Melanie and I, you know, became friends and we were working together. And then as the show continued, um, Carrie Scott became a part of the show with, Uh, Julie Thomas, and we started working really hard on becoming untangled. And then this is where I saw God doing this really deep work in Melanie that was completely unexpected, but was incredibly powerful. And I don't think would have happened if she didn't give herself the space that she's given herself not working for the past couple of months. So I have, I have a blog. And I can I can remember writing about the Eric Allen show and how I was going to just wait um, but then when we were doing the the um, study on Untangled in July, I had the time to, to really go to the Bible, to really go to God, to really let myself feel things that I hadn't allowed myself to feel for a very long time. Um, because I always had to be that strong mom. So there are a lot of things that I pushed, pushed back and, and have been pushing back for, for a long time. But this particular thing actually happened um, over 25 years ago. And when we got to the final, when we got to the final week in the Untangled study, 
it was on unforgiveness. And between this show and Carrie's book and her and her blog and the Women Who Believe blog, I came to the realization that that God wanted me to delve into this uh, deep pit of unforgiveness that I uh, found myself in because of an abortion that I had about 27 years ago, 20, 27 or 28 years ago. Uh, I don't really remember the specific dates. Um, although if I thought long enough about it, I probably would remember, but it was so liberating isn't the right word, but it was just a weight lifted when I was able to, to, to dig into that. And I know that even if I wasn't working with you on this show, that still would have happened because that's the impact that this, that this show has, has had for me. And it was unforgiveness that you had to untangle. Can you explain what that means? For me, what that means is that I knew that God had forgiven me for, for the abortion um, because I'd asked him to. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't forgive myself. That was, that was the thing. I don't, have a problem, I don't have a problem forgiving other people for doing things or for, for hurts to me or, or mistakes that they've made. We're, we're human. We all make them. But it was very difficult for me to forgive myself. That fed into the whole to not feeling worthy and to low self. You know, I mean, all of that crap that we, can I say crap? All of yeah, that crap. You can't, you can't say crap on this show. <laughs> all yes. of that crap that we do on a regular basis. And it was, it, it just, it became very clear that it was time to let it go. So, you know, I, I talked with you about it. I talked with um, our friend Julie about it. I wrote the piece and then let it sit there for like a week because I couldn't, I, you know, I just, I, I wanted to, and this goes back to waiting on God again. I know he wanted me to tell the story. I was waiting for the right time because I know that there was somebody out there who needed to read that. I finally did, did publish it. Um, just came to the realization that now was the time. And I've had three women talk to me about the same about the same thing. One that I went to school with in high school, one that I worked with, and one from my church. And it's just, it's incredible to me that it's just, it just seems to have opened up this, this part of an ability for me to discuss it frankly, discuss it honestly, and not be afraid to talk about it. And, and not just that, but also to, to be there just to listen to, to other women. I've gotten it off my plate, more or less. I mean, I've started the process. But there are plenty of women out there who probably haven't yet. And I feel humbled and blessed that they felt that they could come to me and tell me about that. When you are a safe person who uh, is choosing to walk a healing path, then you bring heaven to earth Mel, and that's why people are reaching out to you because you, you've been doing the hard work. This is not the end of you, like the lie that you think if I tell anyone about this, there's so much shame and there, 
you know, my, no one will w- want to talk to me and people will judge me. Um, but instead, instead, um, there's, this is not the end of you. This is the beginning of what God is going to do through your life and your willingness to open up and show your scars and to be a safe person. So I'm just, I'm so thankful to be Melanie's friend and I'm very honored to share with you her blog that she wrote telling her story at lifewithlisawilliams.com. And I'm just glad that you could hear her story today. And if you need someone to reach out to, you know, Melanie is a safe person. And so I hope that you'll stay with me in the weeks to come because I just know that there's a lot for us to talk about and there are things for us to to dig into. I want this to be a show that encourages you to think about God and what he's done and what the Bible is about. There's a lot of things out there swirling about who God is and what it is to be a Christian. I really want to dig deep into God's word and have some insightful conversations and guests. And it's for you and me. It's for us. And so let's Let's uh, stick together for the next few weeks and see what God has for us on Life with Lisa Williams. Uh, Thank you so much to Melanie for being my guest today. Thank you so much, Paul Goldsmith, for being the executive producer of Life with Lisa Williams. And we're very excited to have India Partners as a sponsor for the show. If you have some time on Facebook, please like India Partners today. That would mean a lot to me. Hashtag thanks for listening.